Charles, your boy Roddy Perry, and you're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for, for rolling with your boy, man. You know what? The uh, listenership is growing and growing and growing, and with that, uh, we're doing bigger and better things. So y'all stay tuned and keep watching and listening what we're doing. i I got to thank um, uh, the, all you guys that are sending emails. Uh, send an email. If you're enjoying the show and you like uh, what you listen to, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Uh, my email, direct email, Rodney at RodneyPerry.com, or you can send it to um, Rodney Perry Live at RodneyPerry.com. Either way, uh, we'll get it and we'll uh, we'll respond to it as well. Um, and and the great feedback on all of the shows has has been incredible. Shouts out to the tour. Uh, had a, had an incredible time with Frankie Beverly and Mays, um, um, the Isley brothers, and my man Kim. They, they've all been really great on the Bounce uh, Summer Music Festival. So they they treat they treated me great out there, man. Had a great time on the road and uh, couldn't do it without y'all. A lot of y'all brand new listeners, you know, connected with me on the tour, man. Thank you so much for popping in and hanging out with us. So this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. Got a lot of great stuff going on. Stay right there. I'm going to bring on my guests. Y'all know how I feel about movies. Y'all know how I feel about black movies. Y'all know how I feel about movies with great themes and great stories. Well, that's what we got today. When I come back, we're going to be talking to my man, Mr. Noel Calloway, director. Getting it. Believe that. Stay right there. This is Rodney Perry. Tune in to Rodney Perry Live. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? Original recipe now available without the bone. Freshly prepared white or dark meat chicken, boneless and skinless. Get four delicious, mouth-watering pieces in your next ten-piece mix bucket for fourteen ninety-nine. Today tastes so good. Hey, I don't know if eating the bones is a good deal or not. You understand me? <laughs> That's a silly little commercial. Hey, y'all, it's Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Uh, like I said um, before the break, I, I want to definitely um, uh, get right into this conversation. Um, this young this young man, he has Noel. Noel. I, I'm, I'm gonna talk to him, make sure I'm saying it right, because it could be Noel, like Bishop Noel Jones, or it could be Noel, like the holiday season. So NoelCallowayFilms.com. Check out his website. You can see everything uh, that he's got going on. Going on, and his Facebook is the is Life Love Soul, which is the name of the film. And on Twitter, he's at the Noel Calloway. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's show some love. Bring on the uh, uh, Roddy Perry live stage, if you will. Noel Calloway. Did I say it right, Noel? Yes, you said it right. Uh, it's just it's like the Christmas, like the Christmas song. So it's No Noel. Yeah, Noel Calloway. Yep. Got it, got it, got it, man. First of all, thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, to hear about this film, man. First of all, give me the cast. Give my audience the cast. Well, I know the cast, but give me the cast that you have in this in this piece you put together. 
Uh, yeah, the film stars Chad Coleman of The Walking Dead and The Wire. It stars Jamie Hector also from The Wire. Oh, let me stop. Let me stop uh, you right there. Let me stop you. Right there. Chad Coleman is a beast. He oh, is no, an no incredible actor. actor, man, and I had a chance to meet him face-to-face. Uh, I think I was in Cincinnati, and he popped in the club, and we hung out all night. So he was a really cool guy, and uh, that, that's a high look. Okay, so Chad Cove, who else? Uh, Jamie Hector. You know, he played Marlowe on the wires and then wow. a bunch of other stuff. Um, he was in Night Catches Us, and Kerry Washington did a phenomenal job. Um, just a great actor. Uh, Tammy Roman of Basketball Wives fame. Yeah, um, you know, did a wonderful job. Terry J. Vaughn, who I've been a fan of for so long, and she she killed it in this film. Um, we have uh, Egypt Sherrod, uh, you know, radio personality, television host, and a phenomenal actress. Also, um, and it introduces um in her first feature role of uh, Miss Valerie Simpson of Asher and Simpson. You oh, know, get out of here! Legend. Yeah, wow, a legend. It is, and who knew this is her first. Film. I didn't know that when I cast her, um, you know. And then we have two breakout stars, Robbie Tate Brickle, uh, who plays our lead role, and Mia Michelle, um, who plays you know his girlfriend in the film. And uh, and Tamara Faye, I can't give enough credit to her. She plays Chad's wife, and she did a phenomenal job also. So, you know, we have an, uh, an ensemble cast of great vets and and newcomers, and it all came together really well. Hey, hey, so when you have a, a mix of people like this, you got people, you know, with their first time on, on film, and you got some people, some veterans. How do you, as a director, meld all these personalities, man? Um, honestly, it was it was easier and this time around because all of the veteran actors sort of took lead took the lead for the young actors and the newcomers, and also allowed them to be themselves. It was really a collective. Um, piece of work where, you know, we, everyone, there was no ego on set, myself included. Even as a director, it was up to me to allow them to, you know, express their visions, and together we created this vision that has, you know, been well-received um, across the country. So um, it, it worked because Chad would take Robbie to the side or Jamie would take him to the side. You see Terry talking to me about, you know, stuff that was going on on set, and for me it was just, you know, let them be them and, and, you know, make sure that they're aiming for the right target. But we did a lot of prep going in. So once we got on set, we were ready to go. The, the name of the movie is uh, Life, Love, Soul. Um, it's really uh, one of those pieces. One, let's let's do this before we get into that. People can get this. They can go pick it up at Walmart. Yes, right now. Yep. Right now. You can go get it. You can go get it in. Um, what, was it a big chore to get it into that big chain? You know, yeah. <laughs> give, give me that I mean, story because people see movies on 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 the shelves and they just take it for granted that they're there. And and, and you know, I pick up everything black. That's just me. If it's yeah, got a black face on the cover, I'm going to pick it up. So just give it, give give to my audience like what what it is to get a get a a, a title in that situation because it's not easy. No, I mean I'm a I'm a first time filmmaker from Harlem, New York. I didn't, you know, we didn't have a studio, we didn't have a distributor at the time. So when you make a film, you know that's an obstacle in itself. And then, you know, it's a black drama, it's a black family film. It's right. It's not stereotypical. It's you know, 
I can I can already tell you what they told you. I can already tell you. Well, black people don't watch drama. We don't watch. All they want is comedy, and that's not true. Exactly. Yep. And and that and to me that couldn't be farther from the truth. You know, like so that's what we heard. You know, black drama doesn't sell. Uh, People want to escape when they watch movies. People don't want to deal with real life. and then you you see the ratings soar through the roof for reality shows. <laughs> so right, you which know, is all have, drama. <laughs> yeah, which is all drama and all real all real life allegedly. So <laughs> we have this film with these actors that have you know great resumes and fan bases, and then we were told that this movie wouldn't work. So what we had to do, we had to go out to the festivals. Um, we won you know the audience award at Urban World. We sold out like three days in a row. Um, then AMC came calling, and we got a limited theatrical release um, oh, wow. that, like, with no advertising, you know, you're not going to fill the theaters, but we did what we could through social media and word of mouth, um, and we did okay in the theaters. And once the distributors saw that, you know, that people are going out, that we're not going to stop pushing this film. You know, this film took me four years to make, you know, wow. with lashes and funding and, you know, snowstorms and I like it you wouldn't imagine the craziness that it took to get this done. So I think the distributors saw that we're going to keep pushing. And um, there was a great a guy, Mike Regan, from um, he was at one company and then left, um, and he had seen the film when he was there, and they were underappreciating the film a little bit. He left and went to another company, and he reached out to me and said, you know, if you don't have a situation, I want to push this film. I believe in wow. this film. So it just takes that one guy um, on the other side to, to really believe and not believe because what's happening now is so many people are making films. A lot of these distributors are just taking them, not giving these filmmakers any money. They're snatching right. up all these films, and they're throwing them up against the wall to see if something sticks um, and letting the filmmakers do the work. Uh, Mike and RBC Films, they don't do it like that. They they basically have a very limited amount of films that they're putting out, and they're putting the work behind each film as if it was a big release. You know, they treated this film as if it was, you know, the latest uh, Spielberg it is a big film that comes out, you know, to the best of their ability. So I really appreciate that because they got us on those shelves at Walmart. Um, it's on iTunes, Amazon, you know, on demand, on your cable and satellite. Like, it's everywhere worldwide. Like, people across the world can get this film, and that's a testament to our work and to their work. And now it's up to people to go out and get it to show us that, you know, we're doing the right thing, not, you know, taking the easy way out and making those stereotypical films that people are going to get behind. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Noel Calloway uh, from Noel, Noel Calloway Films, man. It, for for this to be your first your first thing out, man, t- where does this story come from? Because you're also a writer, am I right? Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote it. and I, I wrote this film for a long time. I wrote it when I was 17, um, the, the summer after I graduated from high school. Um, and for me, it was about, you know, telling the story. I'll give a little bit of the synopsis. The story is is about a 17-year-old honor student, you know, good kid growing up in the area of New York um, with his mom, a single mom and his younger brother. Um, his mom and his brother die, and he has to go live with his dad, played by Jack Coleman. Um, and his dad, rough. Um, he resents the fun because he kind of sidetracked his life. And uh, Roosevelt resents his dad. So with this father-son dynamic um, of, a, of a man who hasn't been in his life for 17 years now reconnecting. So uh, I, I wrote that story because 
that was the story of my community, of my block, my school, my, my teammates, you know, in sports. Like, we did not have, by and large, fathers in our homes. And wow. a lot of us were angry about that. You know, and we were, the anger was directed at our absent fathers. So right. I didn't want to tell just my story. I wanted to tell all of our stories. So I didn't make it an autobiography. Like, this, these are not my circumstances. This was more a what if. What if one of these angry young 17-year-olds had to go reconnect with this man who hasn't been there? You know, how would that conversation play out? And this film is basically that conversation playing out um, in, in its rawest form. You know, it's it's un, uh, uncut in terms of the way they communicate with each other. Their emotions are, are out there. And, you know, this young man, he's grieving the loss of his mother, and he's try, he's an honor student was accepted to some of the top colleges in the country, and he's trying to get back on track. So, you know, all of that plays out on screen, and these guys did a phenomenal job of, of making that happen. So, you know, that's where the story came from. It was just about putting us on screen, smart, young, black boys, um, because yeah. they do exist. You know, we're not all dangerous. You know, we're not right. all rappers. You know, not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that, but that's not all of us. You know, some of us are good students um, who like to play sports, and we're cool, too. You know, you can be smart and cool, and that's exactly. what I hope I was able to put on the screen. Man, the casting of, of uh, Robbie Robbie Tate, uh, Brickle, uh, Roosevelt Jackson, it, it had to be integral, man. How did you find this young man? Because I would imagine going in, you, you knew you were, going, you, you were going to get kind of an unknown guy for that role. Yeah, I, I didn't want audiences to see someone that they'd seen in a bunch of other roles and bring that stuff with them to the theater. Um, right. I wanted a fresh, new, talented New York actor because it's a it's a New York kid, and sometimes you get you know people from other places. Like even if it's a California kid and you've got a New Yorker playing that role, it doesn't work. Right. So I wanted something authentic. I wanted you know, and I wanted someone intelligent. You know, Robbie's a smart kid. He was in college at the time. He's since graduated. Um, he has a degree. Um, he's comes from a good family background. So I wanted someone who would appreciate and understand the depth and the layers of Roosevelt and someone who would commit to it. So I met Robbie at a screening. He had a small role in another film, um, and he seemed like he was committed to this work. And he showed that because he moved in with me during the filming process. Um, wow, wow. And, and he stayed in my guest room and, at the time, my wife was eight months pregnant, and, you know, so he was, we were just like, he was away from being a 21-year-old kid out in Harlem. He was in Jersey, quiet, just diving into the script every day. He and I just built this character together, and I think that work that we put in really showed in, in what he was able to do with Roosevelt, um, and I appreciate him for that because not a lot of young men, um, let alone young actors, would have made that commitment. And we're talking to Noel Calloway. The name of the movie is Life, Love, Soul. And you guys won some, some awards on, on the film festival circuit, man. Urban World Film Festival in, in New York City is one of the one of the you know, dopest festivals out and around. What's it like for you to know you have you, 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 you put this pen to paper, one, you know, as a as a kid yourself and then the fast forward years later as a director and producer and, and see this movie get get the accolades that it deserves? Um, it, it validated it in a lot of ways. Um, and, I mean, we tell ourselves we don't need that. But in actuality, when you're, when you're doing work that people are telling you is not going to work, 
you know, there's a, you know, why don't you write a comedy? <laughs> you know, why don't you write, you know, why don't you write an action film? But when you want to tell a story and you fight to get it done, all you can do then is give it to the audience. And once you give it to the audience to win the audience award at Urban World, and, I mean, we were up against the Nelson George film, um, you know, that 50 Cent film, All Things Fall yeah. Apart, was in that festival. Um, so we were up against some big, heavy-hitting films that people came to the festival to see. Um, and then they happened to see our film, and it blew them away to the point where we were unanimous, unanimously selected as the audience choice um, for the best film at the festival. So to get that in, you know, in comparison to those people who I've looked up to, um, it, it validated the work. It's like, you know, people will respond if you do good work, regardless of what they tell you, you know, what, you know, the people who really don't know some of the decision makers uh, may tell you. So, um, it was a great feeling. Man, you speak to uh, this film, I think, really covers the fact that, you know, absentee fathers is kind of a social epidemic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, speak to me about what that is in our community, man, because I say all the time, when I start looking at athletes and stuff or people in the, in the, in the public eye and they be wilding out, I'd be like, ain't no daddy around, you know, yeah, yeah. and – and that's 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 a really consistent thread when you start looking at how people make decisions because and not not to say that our single moms can't cut it, I think it's a lack of balance what's your take on that absolutely i I couldn't agree more i think um it there's that balance in the home and in a life because it's not necessarily always going to be in the home. I wish it was um it's one out of three homes. It's one out of three kids in America, and this is not a black stat. It's one out of three children of all colors in America are growing up without a father in the home. And that that stat blew me away when I, when I found that. But what's happening is I think, number one, people are giving up a lot easier than they did generations ago. You know, when problems arise in relationships and in the home, people are leaving as opposed to fighting through it. Um, and another thing, people are making uh, fast decisions. You know, they're not knowing each other, and then they're having a kid together, and now you're responsible for this life. So that epidemic plays itself out in so many ways with, with these young girls out here who, you know, don't seem to have a moral base, <laughs> you know, with these young boys out here who have right. no regard for life, you know, with these murders and, um, you know, this teen gun violence. Like all of these problems, I think, can be traced directly to the lack of good, solid foundation. Um, and the best foundation is a mother and a father raising kids. Right. You know, and sometimes you have, you know, uncles and grandparents and other people that can step in and support that. But, you know, we have to get back to that notion that, yes, it can be done by a single parent, but it needs to be done by both parents. And I right. think we so many of these beautiful black women specifically you know, do such an excellent job of raising these young men and women that it's perceived that that's okay. No, right. because my mother okay. was a single mother, it's and, okay. and it's, it's not, not okay. And I watched the fight that she had to go through to to give me a shot. You know, and that's not even to you know set us up for excellence. That's just to give us a shot. Right. So right. you know, just to get us in the game, they have to jump through hoops and bend over backwards. So when you have a, like I have a five-year-old daughter now, and I couldn't imagine doing this by myself, you know, and I couldn't imagine her mother doing it by herself, you know, right. just 
the things that we like we're taking other different activities and she's in a good school and just to do it right it's not you know because what happens is once when you're by yourself you need a second parent and that second parent becomes the streets becomes the community because it becomes something you know, right, and, and then you get, you get to play good cop, bad cop. You know, who, who, how you play good cop, bad cop, and there's only one of you. <laughs> you know, so you either end up being all good or all bad, and, and neither exactly. one is, is good for the kid. I tell you what, no, hold, hold on the line. Hold on the line. I'm, I'm gonna take a quick break. When I come back, I want I want to chat with you about your cast, man. And um, and you got a, a great cast. You, you know, Chad Coleman, Jamie Hector, uh, Tamara Faye, Tammy Roman, Terry J. Vaughn. The cast is crazy. And for a first time filmmaker, you know, out the gate to get this cast is ridiculous. So let's talk about that when we come back. All right, great. Thank you. All right, y'all. It's Roddy Perry. Tune in, Roddy Perry Live. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry, and I got a shout-out to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. That's the nation's largest group of broadcasting schools. Go to their website, www.gocsb.com, or you can call them, 678-205-2210. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. They got my back, player! Every morning is the same. We say hi to Mrs. Williams. We let everybody in their mama merge. And the one bright spot? McDonald's, where we get one of those sweet and creamy iced coffees. Enjoy. Thank you. Caramel. Every day. Hazelnut? McCafe iced coffee. Vanilla, hazelnut, or caramel. The choice is yours. Tomorrow, we're going for a frappe. Who are you? The simple joy of surprising yourself. Hey, y'all, it's Roddy Perry. You're back, and we're back with Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Noel Calloway. He has an Instagram as well as Noel Calloway Films. Uh, b- before we get into the cast, uh, speak to me about what social media means to a film like this to getting the word out, man, because I noticed you got your Instagram together, your Facebook, your, your Twitter. You get, you got it all going, man. I love it. Yeah, no, we have to. That That's our advertising. Um, social media has been everything to this film. We filled up those theaters um, in New York City and in Atlanta and in a couple other cities just by, you know, just through social media. You know, everybody paying it forward. So if you hear about this film and then you see it um, and then you tweet about it or you post about it on Facebook or you take a picture on Instagram, then people are asking, what is that? And then people have spoken so highly of the film, other people have gone out and gotten it. So we're relying on social media for this release as well, for you know, for people to go out and, or to Walmart and get the DVD, and then when they watch it, you know, post about it. You know, the same way you post about, you know, people post about the most mundane things every day. <laughs> I know, right? Just, you know, please post about it because that in, empowers us, and it shows the powers that be that when we say we want good black films, it's not just lip service. We're actually going out and supporting them, and then we're stepping up because. Um, honestly, my distributor sends these because we're, we're now looking for TV. You know, we're looking for okay. a TV license to get this film on a network. And my distributor, he's sending, he's uh, screenshotting tweets and Facebook posts of what the audience is saying and sending it to these networks and, and making that demand. You need to put this film on because more people need to see it. And, you know, that's all through social media. 
hey, we, we might be able to help you connect the dots over at Bounce TV. You know, they like me over there, so you know, I'm oh, I'm always yeah. I'm always about being a champion to, to uh, good good products, man. So uh, hopefully we can help y'all get it get it uh, in, in some great places, man. So uh, let's do this. You got such a great cast, and I'm gonna go down and listen. You give me you know one or two words on 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 your journey toward them. Okay. Uh, Tammy Roman. Uh, Tammy, we cast Tammy before basketball was. Um, she was just a great actress who came in and auditioned for a role, and right. and she did a phenomenal job. And you know, since we've made the film, you know, her career has taken off in a different direction, but has taken off just the same. But you know, that was just um an actress coming in, and Deidre, one of our producers, knew her, so um she brought her in for for a reading, and and she 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 nailed it. So we cast her. Yeah. She she's actually really dope, man. I worked with her on a project a few years back, man, and and I was really you know like pleasantly surprised that that she was just a dope actress, you know. Yeah, yeah. you know sometimes you get caught up in all the other stuff. Um, and again, I didn't know of it when I worked with her, but yeah, she's just a good actress. Uh, Terry Javon, who who is awesome, she's right here in Atlanta with the green room, her her, her thing that she's doing now, and uh, I know if Terry's involved, this is an H production. Uh, how did you come across her? Uh, the the wonderful Deidre Tate, our producer. We we looked at it was a an important role. We needed someone to really nail that role in the film of the girlfriend's mother, and she got it to a few actresses, and then when she got it to Terry. Um, and Terry showed interest and said she liked the script. You know, I was blown away because I've been a fan of her work for so long. Right. And she came in and was, you know, the consummate professional. She was actually uh, expecting a child at the time, and we didn't know until wow. there was a scene in the film where she was required to drink alcohol. And it wasn't real alcohol on set, but she made sure that it wasn't in such an adamant way that, you know, I you know, I, she had to tell me because I was like, she, she's been so pleasant this whole time. Yeah, what, what, what made her go off like no that? No alcohol <laughs> in, in this cup. You know, did she have a problem before? She's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm expecting a child. So, you know, for her to show up to work and work so hard and, you know, buy into my vision in the way she did was, you know, was special for me. And the way she's carried this film after we've done, like she's doing all the press that we asked her to do, you know, even when she's not doing press for this film, she's doing stuff, press for other stuff she's got going on. She always speaks about the film because she, you know, she really loves um, being a part of it, and, and that means a lot to me. Wow, awesome. Man, uh, Chad Coleman, man, who we talked about a little bit earlier, he plays Earl Grant. Um, talk, to me, talk to me about this guy, man. I, he, he's just a really awesome talent to me. Uh, Chad, listen, I, I hope. I don't know. I hope people understand how great an actor this is, and I'm not just throwing that out there. He is a great, great actor. When I tell you, like, and when people see him in this movie in Life Plus Soul, I don't think this is a role that anybody's really seen him in. He he killed it, and he raised the bar for everyone else. You know, for me wow. as a director and for the whole cast, the way he came to work and the intensity that he brought to this role, you know, he he stole the show to me and. Aside from that, just being a great man, you know, a good father, um, you know, as as a guy who's a, a couple years older than I am, you know, just giving me, you know, a little bit of guidance on some things and just offset, just having man-to-man conversations, um, 
you know, outside of that relationship, way after the show, we still keep in contact. He's just a good man. Yeah, yeah, I, I found him to be the same way, man. And and now, now, now we we got to talk about you, Noel, man. Um, you 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 have a a background that's not very different from your main character. Um, you wrote this at like seventeen, which is crazy to me. Um, just just tell tell the audience your your story, you know, and and how how this how how you're able to connect these dots, man. Um, yeah, I, I come from from Harlem, New York. As I said, I was born and raised, um, predominantly raised by my mother. Um, you know, she passed away when I was uh, 16, um, and I have two younger sisters that I was basically charged with making sure that they stayed okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess that sense of uh, responsibility um, and that sense of accountability to to people other than myself at such a young age kind of directed me to create entertainment like this. Because um, I just feel like a connection to young people specifically. You know, teenagers sometimes get, you know, viewed as something that they're not, as dangerous and as, you know, you know, an annoyance in society more than, you know, an asset. Like we need our young people, you know, to, to grow up to be leaders and to be um, filmmakers and politicians and professionals. So I just want to, you know, for me, my purpose is just doing that type of work. I used to work in youth development. I was a case manager. Um, so these stories have always been a part of me, and, you know, I'm trying to bring them to a, a wider audience through film as opposed to, you know, just the community work that I do. So, I mean, you know, that that's me in a nutshell, just, you know, trying to serve a greater purpose but also make really good films. Like this is not, you know, this is not an, just an educational piece. It's a conversation piece that I think is really good and entertaining. People laugh, cry, have a good time, you know, watching my films, this one and the ones to come. Of them, 
um, and then, then we'll continue making them. So we're working hard on this side. We just need people to step up and do their part as well by going out to Walmart um, and buying the DVD, ordering it on iTunes and Amazon, and watching it on demand, and then talking about it, you know, having conversations in their homes, you know, because that's the type of film it is, and they're telling the world that you saw a good film and that they should see it too, and um, and then we'll be we'll be great. And, and, and speak to this before we before I let you go. Um, this could have easily been an insurmountable task. I did a movie with these guys out of Philly, and I always say about them because they had they they really bit off way more than they could chew, but mm-hmm. because they were ignorant. It worked out, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's like, like if if you had if you had known what you were getting into, you wouldn't have done it. Am I right? Yeah, you are absolutely correct. I would have kept shopping the script around and got some support, but you know we put some of our own money in and raised some money, and you know investors pulled out. We had a two year gap, got some more money, got back in, needed more money to get it distributed, so. You know, there's so much that so I'll call this my grad school film because I did go to Clark Atlanta University. Um, I did study film, but this has been a crash course in all things film. Um, and, yeah, like you said, had I known what I had done, it probably not, and I'm glad I didn't know um, because it's taught me so much, and I'm, I'm glad that we are here um, getting the film out, you know, four years later. Wow. Man, man, it, it, it would be... It would be easy to look up in a few years and, and, and you'd be getting an Academy Award for some fly man. I wish you all the uh, the, the luck and blessings in the world. And um, where can people find you, bro? Uh, you can find me on on Twitter and Instagram at the Noel Calloway. Um, NoelCallowayFilms.com is my website. Um, it's the same thing on Facebook, Noel Calloway or Noel Calloway Films. Um, find Life, Love, Soul um, out in your stores and. Again, I want to thank you before I go uh, for having me because, like like we said, there's no real advertising for projects like this. So yeah. people like you stepping up and having, you know, a guest like me on your show and, and watching the film and speaking about the film, that's our only shot. So I really want to commend you for, for doing that because uh, it means everything to, to us and the pencils. Well, 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 well I, I'm going to give you one more than that. We're going to have Terry on. We're going to talk about the film again, and then we're we going to talk about it again because that's the type of brother. It's my show. I do what the hell I want to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. I appreciate that. I love it. So, hey, man, I can't wait to meet you face-to-face, man. It, it's been a pleasure, a great conversation. And, you know, what, what I get, the feedback I get more than anything when I have these type of shows is – you know, especially from our sisters, is that, man, I've just enjoyed listening to brothers talk, you know, and have a real conversation because you got to think with the absence of our fathers or our men yeah. or our dismantle of our black families, then you never get to see, you know, two dudes have a conversation and then not be on something crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is yeah. very powerful, dude. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Again, man, thank you for coming on. The name of the movie is Life, Love, Soul. It's in stores now. Go get it. Go and get it. Do yourself a favor. Walmart, Amazon, iTunes, the whole night. Ni- if you want it, you can get it. If you don't want it, yep. stab yourself in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Noel, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you. All right, man. Have a great day. Hey, y'all, stay right there. This is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, kids.
original recipe. Original recipe? Mm. Dad, I think you ate the bones. I did what? You ate the bones. I ate the bones? I ate the bones? I ate the bones? KFC Original Recipe, now available without the bone. Freshly prepared white or dark meat chicken, boneless and skinless. Get four delicious mouth-watering pieces in your next 10-piece mixed bucket for $14.99. Today tastes so good. This is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live, and uh, we are here for yet another another episode of Rodney Perry Live, man. The show has been growing by leaps and bounds, and you can be a part of it. You can be a part of the movement, the Rodney Perry movement. That's right. All you got to do is hit us up. You can uh, text Rodney Perry, all one word, to 41411. That'll put you in a loop for all our emails, for all the information that we put out. That's everything from my improv workshop to my uh, live shows across the country. You can stay in the know for everything Rodney Perry. The website is RodneyPerry.com, and what I'm going to be implementing uh, in the next couple of weeks is ways for you to be a part as far as financially. You can make some donations to this show. You can make a donation, which will help us produce the show and, and keep great things like that. We're going to put a button on the website with a Donate Now button, and you can make uh, small donations. No no, no uh, denomination is too small, and uh, we appreciate it, and we will get it in, and, and we will grow together, and you guys will be part of the movement, of the Rodney Perry movement, amazing, amazing movement. Um Everything is is cracking, uh, and I'm I'm super excited to to talk with my guest today because if you know me, first of all, I don't talk to nobody that I don't that I I like almost ninety eight percent of the people that come on this show, but when I can say I really like this lady that I'm bringing on today, I'm a fan on so many levels. Her music is ridiculous. If you've ever had a chance to see her live, you've seen an angel. And when I tell you, she be dressing. Be, don't, don't get me started. Anyway, um, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back on Rodney Perry Live, oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me do this before I do that. Let me do this before I do that. Mama, you live on Rodney Perry Live. I've been listening and acting, but I'm not on. I'm not dead. Huh? I yet do I live. Yeah, how are you? You know the the people been asking about you, Mama. How you been? I've been sick, but I'm all right. I'm coming around. And matter of yeah, fact, well, I'm I'm up, I'm at your house, and you don't even know. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're not in my house right now. I'm at your house. <laughs> you know you got you're all these different wings. I'm in the upper wing. The upper wing. Now, now, Mama, you, you know we we uh we traveled with you on your journey uh towards your uh your Masters of Divinity at uh at ITC here in Atlanta. Uh, just bring the audience up to speed on 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 what happened with that. Well, I was able to get out of school, but I was short of funds because school loans wouldn't let me get no more money. And some of the bishops put together, and they don't do that. Paid my bill out for about $8,000 so I could graduate. And I met so many beautiful people. I learned how they accept people as, as they are. All this homophobia, racism, all this stuff. I, I, I lost every bit of that to receive people for fully, whoever they are. Because I'm not perfect. Well said. Well said. Well, Mama, 
Thank you for calling in. Hang on the line. You're going to love this lady I'm talking to today. When I come back, we're going to be talking to algebra, ladies and gentlemen. Algebra. We got music. We got conversation. It's going to be crazy. Buckle your seatbelts. It's about to be off the chain. This is one of my favorite artists, bar none, out there right now. Y'all stay right there. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? is bringing us a bunch of guests. Who do you want to see? Give us a call, 718-305-6383. All right, all right, all right. Rodney Perry, the name of the show is Rodney Perry Live, and you can give us a call and let us know what you think. Direct feedback, direct contact. This is my number. Give me a call, 404-941-6456. 404-941-6456. Shoot me a text. Say what you want to say. Let Rodney Perry know. You never know. I might take your comment and put it on the air. That's the type of brother you're dealing with. Give us a call. 404-941-6456. The Rodney Perry Hotline. I don't know why I did my voice like that at the end. Hotline. I look like... <laughs> I sound like I'm really marrying. Anyway, so with that, um, let, let's get right into the show today, man. We, we get to talk to the lovely and talented. I'm a I'm a super duper fan. If you haven't seen this lady live, her show, you, you you might get lucky every now and then and see her with somebody. You might see her, you know, when she rock with Anthony David, or you might see her when she, you know, accompanies, you know, do do Anthony. But until you see Algebra live by her damn self, you ain't, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Algebra, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, Rodney, how are you? You, you know what? This is what I like about you. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I meet people all the time. You know, I meet people, and you know, people can be people. But yeah. you are always cool. I mean, you're always cool. You are so, uh, from my perspective, not affected by your successes. Um, I've seen you just chill in the back of a room and almost make yourself invisible, and then walk out on stage, and people going, ah, so. How do you manage that? Uh, that is a deep question. I didn't know I was doing that. First of all, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm the child. My mama raised me to be. Right, right, hold on for a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Right, that's my mama calling. <laughs> right, let me tell you something. You see, you heard me. You heard me talk to my mama. So if if your mama calls, you got to take that call. Well, Yo, do, do you need to talk to her? Do you? Hold on, I'm clicking over you, right now. Hold on. You talk to her. I'm gonna play a song. We come back. We are gonna talk to you. Okay. Done deal. Hang on. Hey, this live show. When we doing live shows. You got to be ready. Hey, we talked about the song that Algebra did with our friend Anthony David, who's been on the show as well. I had an opportunity to be in this video. 
Y'all enjoy this. This is one of my favorite songs. It's called Forevermore. Algebra, Anthony David.
forever's mine, long time, and I really want to Yo, yo. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to, to talented singer, songwriter, producer, the whole nine, Miss Algebra. Thank you again for coming on today. Mom, all right? Yes, she is good. She said hello. She had my aunt on the phone. I told them I would be on the phone with you. I don't know why they would call. <laughs> I, I, I love it, though.
Man, man, you 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 you're killing the game on so many levels. Um, the the new piece that's out now, nobody but you. Yes. Now that's on a mixtape. That's on the new album recovery that's set to come out uh, fall of this year. So like Octoberish. Um, that is the first single off that album, the mixtape Dessert Before Dinner. We released that a couple of months back just to kind of hold people over. You know, it was a bunch of songs that I call it an EP. Everybody's calling it a mixtape. Um, but it's right. like a, a, about a seven songs that I just wanted to just put out there. And um, I have Eric Robeson. We did a cover song, More Than Words, on there. So I just wanted to let people know that I'm coming back, and I haven't stopped. I never will stop. Oh no! Let me tell you something. You you so gangster musically. This like it's like it's like an angel. Like I mean, I've I've had the opportunity to watch you perform. You know, in several different looks. Like I've seen you by yourself. I've seen you with people. I've seen you open for people. I've seen you headline. So you seem to effortlessly flow in and out of those different roles. But the thing that's the through line is that you, like, I would, if I was a singer, I would be, a, I would be scared to be on a song with you. Cause you can't. Why? Algebra, you be killing it. <laughs> see, see, Rodney, you're not finna blow my head up. I'm not finna. <laughs> uh-uh. You're not finna set me up. Nah, I love, I love singing with people. I love writing with people. I love, see, I, I was the only child. I'm the oldest. So okay. when my sister and brothers came, they were like my little dolls, you know. So I had fun cooking for them, and I had fun doing for them. It made me feel like, um, it made me feel like somebody wanted to learn from me and wanted to teach me at the same time, you know. Mm. So it's it's that it's that adult sister brotherhood that I that I really love. I love working with these people. I'm not one of them. I'm a hermit sometimes, but I love creating new babies with people, new song ideas. People calling me up, mm. you want to do this record? Okay. Now if it's whack. I will say no, don't get me wrong. But when somebody <laughs> wants to be on something that I feel is great, oh yeah, I'm all for it. Man, you 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 you've been you've been killing the game for so long. Talk to me about your relationship with Anthony David cuz I I, lo- I love cr- you guys creatively. Y'all always kind of murder it. Tell me about you guys. Anthony and I have been knowing each other for some years. Um, you know, he wrote a lot of records for India Ari. He toured with her. And I think they were a part of a, a huge um, record company at one time. I met mm-hmm. Anthony at, like, this little open mic spot. And, you know, everybody in Atlanta pretty much, we kind of, you know, crossed paths one way or another. So years go by. but And we just saw each other all the time uh, when I was, Doing my deal at Motown, he wrote a song for me. And um, we never got a chance to put that record on the album, Purpose. So we just stayed in touch and everything. And one morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, Anthony calls me. Hey, man, what you doing? I'm like, sleep. What are you talking about? What, you, what do you do at 8 o'clock in the morning? So he calls. It's like, well, when you get up, come to the crib. I got a record I want you to hear. I think I got there at 12 o'clock. 
Ooh, I was lazy this day. So I got Hilarious. there, he played the record, and that record was Forevermore. And he had already written, like, his, his verse on it. And the music was jamming. I was like, oh, I love it. And a lot of times, a lot of times it may take you a month to write a song. Sometimes it'll take 15 minutes. And I penned my part. We wrote that hook, and it was it was great. I mean, we recorded it right there on the spot. And then that was forevermore. That's the story of forevermore. And it was it was easy. Wow. The process was just so last minute, but so timed perfectly. Now, now, we didn't know what was going to happen with the song. Now, now let me ask you this because I, I think you brought an interesting point. Is there a difference between the song that that comes like that in ten or fifteen minutes and the song that takes you know two weeks? Is there a difference for you, or is it you know creativity is just the way it comes? You take it how God give it. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of take it how God gives. And it's been times where I'll be forced, okay, you got to get this record done. You got to get this record done. And the difference is the timing. That's it. But I try my best not to force something because I don't feel like it's real. I don't feel like it's as honest as it could be. Don't get me wrong. You do sometimes have to sit down and focus. But I don't. I don't like writing records that are so make believe that when you see me, you was like, yo, that ain't her. Wow. Okay. Now, now there seems to be like a real solid community among. Um, I mean, I've talked, had a chance to talk with Eric Robeson. I've had a chance to talk with Anthony David, uh, yourself. It, it, you know, when, when I go see y'all, I can walk in the lobby and buy all y'all stuff. Is that mm-hmm. on purpose? Is that is are you guys <laughs> a network? Right, we about to flood the system. No, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's kind of like I think it. <laughs> In a way, it might be a movement, but it wasn't planned. Like when you're here in Atlanta, you know, at, at some point in the 90s, like all these record stores closed down, early, you know, 2000s. All, you couldn't go to a record store and buy an album. There's a record store here called Music, um, and Daryl has everybody. He has every type of music that you can think of, and he supports music like myself, Eric, Esperanza, but Talib Kweli, Most Def, and he'll Kanye, Drake, like he has everyone, um, mm. Beyonce, Kelly, like he'll have every single type of music. And when he comes to support us, he'll have everyone's album laid out. And as an audience, you know, you can come pick up whatever you want. And it's been so many times where I've seen people purchase my album. They'll get my album, and then they'll get a Nicki Minaj album. And I had came out you know, like years prior, but it's that it's that love for certain types of music, and I'm just kind of mm. glad to be in the number. You know what I mean? Because you can't just listen to one type of music. If you if you love listening to music, you're a robot yeah. to do that. You know, so it's one well, of those things. I don't think we planned on doing it, but, you know, we might take over a little bit. <laughs> hey, I, I love it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Algebra and her, her Twitter. She's at Yes. It's Algebra. That's right. Yes, it's Algebra. And uh, on Facebook, my name is Algebra. On Instagram, Miss at Algebra Blessette. That's B-L-E-S-S-E-T-T. Algebra Blessette on Instagram. Algebra, um, I got this song. I picked Mm -hmm. up, I think it was on your mixtape, and I was Mm -hmm. like, 
the mixtape was so gangster to me, first of all, because it, you you just kind of gave us a lot of little. It was so fly. You kind of it, it was kind of rooted in hip hop, but you still was mm-hmm. so you know the the range and the vocal. So I'm, I'm gonna play. I ain't no joke. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't play. I ain't no joke. I, I, Cause I like that joint. That's my joint. I, 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 this is what you don't know. I'm I'm really a huge fan. I'm really tripping talking to you. I don't know if you know this or not. Thank you. <laughs> I've been a fan before I met you. I was a fan. So and then to meet you and find a the worst thing in this business to me and you tell me what you think is to meet somebody and find out they're whack. Ooh, you know, like ooh. somebody that you thought was like, I love their music, I think he's funny, he's a great actor, and then you meet him and they're like, whack, and you're like, ah. Dude, <laughs> so, I got a, you have no idea, I have a roller dick. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> okay, okay, we laughing, but we got to play I Ain't No Joke. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. The name of the song is I Ain't No Joke from Algebra. <laughs> Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. 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 I completely love that song, and um, I, like I say again, I'm just I, I can't say enough. And, and if you ever listen to this show, I'd I never like gush over people, but you you just dope to me, like your voice and everything. And as a father of girls, like you represent the type of woman I would want my daughters to become. Oh my goodness! Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's that's no bull, no bullshit. So with that, um, uh, the 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 new project uh, is is nobody but you. And tell me about one, the album that's coming, and and then yes. secondly, what's the story behind this song? Nobody but you is that record that pretty much embodies the insecurity of the significant other, um, because you know as as we are, like when you're in these relationships, you you discover that it's always somebody that wants what you got. And even sometimes your eyes may go in another direction, but you still, you can't, if you're really in it for the long haul and that's the person you want to be with, your eyes can wander all day, but your heart kind of just stays with that person. Uh, you can look but don't touch, you know. And nobody with you, it came about um, just – Going through the drive-thru and a dude working at a fast food restaurant, drive-thru, you know, my significant other on the driver, on the passenger side. And, you know, the dude was kind of grinning. Hey, how you doing? Right. I'm like, yo, don't you see my guy? But it caused a, a little uproar. Wow. You know I mean? And it's kind of one of those, like, yo, I don't want anybody else but you, especially my old boy. But yeah, especially I, that drive-thru dude. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. And I think, you know, you just that reminding of the telling the person, I don't want anybody else but you. And even, I mean, I, when I was writing the song, I did the song along with Shannon Sanders. We were having these conversations. I took some of my experiences and some of his. And even when, you know, you're seeking out that person, like if it's a, a guy that you like, we just released a video on um, on yesterday. As you can see, we did the video with Chef Robley, and it's like I'm trying my best to get his attention, but he's just focused on playing the piano, like Lucy and Shoulder from Charlie Brown. And yes. I'm trying to, like, I don't want anyone else but you. I don't want anybody else in the Peanuts crew. I just want you. And he don't even notice me. <laughs> so that's what this song is I'm, about. I'm so, I'm so jealous of the chef. First of all, he can cook, Okay. Now, right. is he actually playing this piano? Because if he is, that's that's a double threat, which is not cool at all. <laughs> you know what's interesting with Chef? Like, Roble is, like, when I showed him the chords on the piano, like, he was telling me how he's, um, they've always had always had a piano in their house. But he was, you know, tapping on it and, like, maneuvering around the piano. Wow. I mean, he, he picked it up. You know, we played around the piano for a little while. Um, he's a really... Amazing guy. He's really his mom came by um the set. It was a real fun experience and it was hard because we have all this footage and all these pictures and and things with him and I and the crew and my crew, his crew. And in the video it just looked like, yo, he does not want to be there. He is not cool. And it's the, it was a role play and he did very, very well on ignoring me. And um it was just a good thing, but he's a real cool guy. Well, I'm sure it was hard to ignore you. You right in his face, <laughs> like, like you can't see this fine woman sitting on the piano, my dog. <laughs> and 
and he was acting his behind off. He was so funny. The dialogue that you don't see, you know, on on the screen is just hilarious. Man, it, it, it's really awesome. You you the video is is beautifully shot. Who who shot it for you? Bay Garrett. He's out of L.A. Originally from Philadelphia. He's an amazing director, and um, he you would know some of his work from a lot of the commercials, the high def Samsung commercials and such. And he's a really amazing director. He walked me through so many of the different um, the processes and and everything, and just explaining. I mean, his, his process is so meticulous that it was almost overwhelming for me. But he kept me on point, and he's great. Now, now, essentially, uh, as a songwriter and a performer, you're a storyteller. Um, can we look forward to seeing algebra on the big screen in movies and TV? Is that one of your is that one of your aspirations? Yes, I would say yes. That's something that um, it's a goal. Of mine, I'd love to, but I'm one of those people where um, I like to juggle, but I also like to focus on what um, what's first on the priority list. So as I'm getting ready to release this album, I'm one of those people where I like training. I like to study the art. Mm. I like I like to study the craft so that because I don't believe in it. The arts period is so serious to my life. I don't want to just jump in there and not know what I'm doing. So if I can, once I focus on the technique and the art of it, it, of course, see me, like speak that in existence, see my face, Dottie's teeth on the screen. <laughs> wow, well, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I won't hold you all day. It's been a great conversation. Her name is Algebra. She's not hard to find. She's at, yes, it's Algebra on uh, Twitter and uh, let me make sure I got all your social media right here. Let me get yeah. that up because I'm, I'm tripping. Okay, so, she, yes, it's Algebra. Uh, the website is algebrablessette.com. That is under construction. Facebook, my name is Algebra. And, um, man, the video is called Nobody But You. You can go check that out right now. Make yourself a part of that. And Algebra, man, thank you. Anything else? Did I leave out anything? No, not not at all. We can just reiterate this recovery album will be out October 2013. Um, I'll be coming to a city soon near all of your listeners, and I've got to see you soon. You know, Rodney, I met you for the first time at the Foxhole. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, you know, you get out of here. Your love. Yeah, I met you at the Foxhole, and you told me about me. I had already knew you, so I was, like, excited to meet you. And then you're telling me that you knew things about me through Eric, and I was just like, oh, I love him. So you've been, if I can say, you've been an amazing person, and you are so down to earth. You're so talented. You're hilarious, and I think you're great. Well, with Thank you. The feeling is mutual. You got to come to my birthday party. We're going to do a, a Roddy Perry. My birthday is in September. When is your birthday? April 9th. April 9th. I'm September 15th. We're going to get it in next yes. month at the at the, uh, the the Hard Rock. So I'll, I'll make sure you get the information. I'd love for you to come and hang out if you're in town, if you're around. It'll be like on a Wednesday night or something like that. So we, we'll definitely keep you up to speed. Okay, absolutely. I'll All see right. you then. And happy birthday soon. I love. Thank you so much. The name of the song is Nobody But You, and her name is Algebra. Thank you so much for coming on, sweetie. All right. See you soon. No doubt. Oh.
want nobody but you. 